Well, it is Christmas time in the 509. Um, welcome to our weekly podcast episode called The Midweek, part of our Cheney Faith Center podcast um, channel. And um, we're going to switch things up a little bit these next couple of weeks and have it really centered around our Advent series. And um, Advent is just really preparing our hearts and our minds for King Jesus. And I think that's just super essential right now in this time of COVID and just just crazy things happening is just to really center on the truth of who Jesus is during this Christmas season. So we're going to be unpacking some more of those words of Advent, hope, love, joy, and peace, but also having some other guests come in and just talk to us about how, and we can learn and glean from how we can disciple our families best during this Christmas season, but also disciple ourselves during this uh, during this Christmas season. So it's going to be a good time. Um, we might also take a few weeks off kind of in that Christmas time. Um, so don't expect a weekly episode around Christmas and into that first part of January. Um, but yeah, we are excited for the upcoming episodes. So here's what's happening this week. All right. Well, this week it's Pastor Mark and I, and we're talking about hope. Um, it's that first week of Advent, and we just started this last Sunday. And it's also, it was a fun service because yes. it was kind of like a combo of a lot of things. We did yep. our service of thanks, which yep. is always a beautiful time <laughs> to just hear people from our church body um, just give thanks to the Lord, yeah. even in the sucky times. Yeah, you know? that's right. Um, Actually, that's the best time to yeah, thank the Lord. Yeah, and it was just really powerful to hear um, some of what God's been doing in people's lives. And so if you haven't had a chance to see that live stream, it's on our YouTube channel. Um, you can watch it and, and see people. And, and even Pastor Mark shared from people who texted stuff in or emailed things in, um, just yeah. since a lot of us are staying home and staying healthy and, and doing things digitally. Um, but it was just a really powerful time. And then also yeah. we had our family service. We, we right. launched that for the first time. And great. what was like a highlight for you in that family service? Oh, for sure. I think the highlight was just seeing kids yeah. and families back that we haven't seen yeah. for months and months mm-hmm. because of COVID and, um, yeah, just seeing kids running around and yeah. being kids and having fun and just being at church and mm-hmm. that just brings joy to my heart. I, I just love kids and I love bringing kids to Jesus and mm-hmm. I think that was a model of Jesus yeah. as well. You know, to just let the little children come to Him and mm-hmm. so um, it always brings me joy to see kids in church and yeah. Uh, so that was just really fun and it was just a great. You know, Elsa did a great job mm-hmm. in April too of just. Um, making it a really discipleship oriented service where, where it, it wasn't just, Hey, sit back and listen. It was very interactive. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so it was a great opportunity for parents to disciple their kids and mm-hmm. pray with their kids and talk to their kids about hope and yeah. what it means. And so I, I just thought that was really, really yeah. great and what we intended for it to be. And so I'm excited to see how that just continues and grows mm-hmm. and gets even better in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it was it was super cool. And yeah, like, like, like you said, it was fun to see the kids back mm-hmm. in the church running yeah. around and yeah. doing their thing and all that stuff. Yeah. And it was super fun. It was great. Well, kind of on the topic of kids. Yes. I'm, I'm kind of curious, Mark, mm-hmm. um, what was when you were a kid? Right. We're in Christmas season, and even right now, looking out the window, it's snowing. It's snowing. Or I guess it stopped yeah. snowing, but there's snow on the ground. Um, so that always gets me in the Christmas mood. But what was like a memorable present when you were a kid or just something, you know, about Christmas yeah. that was like, oh, like that was fun, you know, yeah. just thinking back and all that yeah. stuff. 
Yeah, that's a good question. Well, we never had snow in Southern Nevada, so um, <laughs> that wouldn't be one of the answers. White, yeah. white, white Christmas was never anything yeah, I yeah. understood till I was probably like 23. <laughs> uh, and so it wouldn't be a white Christmas. But a couple couple presents that I remember that were, you know, like kind of big things, big mm-hmm. deals when you're a kid. One was a bike. I remember mm-hmm. getting a bike one year, mm-hmm. this red, like, you know, little BMX bike and mm-hmm. everybody jumping off of curbs and stuff. Oh, and yeah. So had to have a bike Did you put like a baseball that. card in your spoke I, to make it yeah, sound yes, like... Yes, I did. Actually, two of them. Yeah, so yeah. Ooh, a re- dually. Oh, yeah, <laughs> dually. And so, uh, yep, yep. So that was fun. And then another one for sure was a dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah one year I got a puppy and my brother got a kitten. And so... Um, <laughs> and they got along okay. And they got along great. Yes, wow. they did. And uh, it was kind of funny and it was great, but uh, it was... It was funny also that over the years, the cat always wanted to be in my room, which I never really understand. <laughs> I don't like this cat. Yeah. <laughs> this is my brother's cat. Go, yeah. go to my brother's room. But uh, even in the night, it'd try to open my door and yeah, it was just crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, that was a memorable one. So little yeah. uh, Springer Spaniel. Oh, so, fun. Good fun. little hunting dog. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're a bottle of joy, man. Oh, yeah. End of energy. Yes. And love yeah. that. Yeah. Their tail just never stops wagging. Yep. A little mm-hmm. nub of a tail, right? Yeah. Most, yeah. most people cut their Springer's tails. Yep. If, yeah. yeah. Ours, yeah, it was just a little nub. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> man, that dog would not stop retrieving. <laughs> oh, that's fun. keep going and going. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I think we're going to jump into um, just our conversation. And I always forget to set our timer right away. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to set it as, as I'm talking here um, for it. But on Sunday, you opened up our Advent time talking about the first word, the first candle. That's the prophet's candle, a candle uh, about hope. Mm-hmm. And so we lit that. Um, and then even if you guys have your journals at home and as a family or by yourself or with your household, you're maybe going through those things and going through the readings and lighting the candle and doing the prayer. And um, I think it's a really beautiful kind of setup that we're focusing yeah. on. And I'm, mm-hmm. we did it last night as a family and it was, it was fun, yeah, you know, putting the lights too. down and lighting yeah. the candle and stuff. Um, and so that first word is hope yeah. and it's a big word mm-hmm. and maybe a word that we've thrown around a lot yes, in our culture yes. and sometimes maybe not in the best of ways and yeah. just kind of flippantly. Mm-hmm. Um, but hope's a big deal because mm-hmm. we all, need hope, all strive for hope. Mm-hmm. And so you you defined hope in your message as confident expectation. And so in 2020, what what is our confident expectation? Um, I think a lot of us in this COVID time are just kind of like, uh, right. <laughs> like I was expecting oh, yeah. to go to a restaurant during yes. Christmas time, and now I can't, <laughs> yeah. you know, or whatever it is. And so, um, yeah, so is hope the same expectation we have 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 I've always had about you know Jesus and all that stuff, or is there any differences even more so in our COVID culture that you would want to just speak to us about? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think hope is a huge deal. I think it's something that the human soul uh, is longing for mm-hmm. and needs and is appropriate. And I think in many ways. Uh, sometimes we talk about how we all, all of us as humans have like a God-shaped hole. Mm -hmm. And I think that part of that God-shaped hole that we're longing for is just the hope Mm -hmm. of life being right and everything being right, Mm -hmm. but is definitely a challenge because we live in a world that's not right. Mm -hmm. And we live in a world that's fallen and, um, we live in a world that's really concentrating more on sin than on righteousness and Mm -hmm. on good things. And so, 
Um, that brings us to a definite challenge when you think about expectations. You know, what do I want my expectations to be? And what am I hoping the expectations might be in 2020, which is specifically our question. And I think that that is certainly a challenge uh, because everything seems to be closed and mm-hmm. everything that you kind of have an expectation for or you, that we wanted to do um, is not there. So I think um, big picture for me is what we decide that we're going to put our hope in. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, the biggest part of hope. And mm-hmm. as we talk right now in this podcast, that probably will come up several times Mm. is that maybe one of our challenges with hope as believers and as a culture is we hope in things Mm -hmm. that are not things that God wants us to put our hope in. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we hope in things that are temporal or we hope in things that Mm -hmm. are earthly. We hope in things that will be very, very short lived Mm -hmm. that are short term instead of long term. Uh, We, we hope in things that are unbiblical we mm-hmm. hope in things that are not godly. We hope in things that are more uh, about what I can get in the moment instead of what would be the long-term most important thing in my mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Um, and so I think for us, maybe a good idea for confident expectation in 2020 is maybe rearranging some of our expectations. Mm, yeah. What What does God mm-hmm. want me to put my expectations in? Yeah. Uh, and what am I feeding my soul from his word Mm -hmm. and from his spirit that helps me get my expectations in the right direction. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, I I can put all my expectations in a new boat, but if the reality is financially, I can't afford a new boat and I'm just putting all of my eggs in a basket that's end up going to end up with a whole bunch of scrambled yolk (laughs) in the bottom of it. Right. Yeah. That is, is going nowhere. Mm -hmm. And, and so sometimes we do that, And so I think in 2020, the challenge is, you know, some of our expectations may be godly and like, I just want to be with my friends. Like, obviously that's a great expectation Mm -hmm. and we're stuck. We can't be there. I want to hang out with my family. That's a good godly thing. And I can't be there. I can't do that. So I think it requires us in some ways to rearrange our expectations. Mm -hmm. And, um, unfortunately, uh, just kind of find our hope in Christ Mm-hmm. And in him and in his word, I think it does give us a great opportunity to focus on where I'm at with Jesus personally. Mm-hmm. How yeah. am I doing with Jesus personally? Yeah. Do I really put all of my hope in him mm-hmm. or do I put my hope in stuff? Yeah. And, um, and so I think that, th- that this 2020 time is pushing us towards that. And I think it's a great opportunity for the Holy spirit to do a, a real cleansing and healing mm-hmm. and, growing work in each of us. Yeah. That was, it, it reminded me, I think it was just a night or two ago, I was reading something <laughs> from some Christian dude. And, um, and they were talking about this thought, how in the middle of crises, mm-hmm. a lot of times we as Christians can form our theology in that crisis yep. and it's reactive. Yes. And that's not a good thing. Exactly. Um, where we have to really have it set in stone Yes, in the good seasons as well. And yep. I think, you and I have kind of seen that, and I think a lot of people could maybe have different perspectives, but in this COVID crisis, it's really shifted a lot yes. of people's, I guess, hope. You know, they had, uh-huh. might have had hope in some different things, and mm-hmm. it's kind of just all scrambled that, and now they're reforming, like, ah, uh, you right. know? So I think like what you're saying is right on of 
Yeah. It's a time to reform back to what is true, good, yeah. and eternal, mm-hmm. not temporal. That's a, it's a good reminder yeah. in this in this time of 2020 because we've seen things get taken away <laughs> like yes. very quickly yeah. across the country, across the world too, mm-hmm. not just here in not the U.S. Here, yeah. I mean, we're pretty myopic in that, but mm-hmm. worldwide, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that are happening. Yeah, that's good. Um, so that kind of leads into our next question. One One could say that, 2020 has been a hopeless season. Yeah. Um, and you kind of mentioned this, I think it's about rearranging things, but how do, how do I still carry on with hope when every day it just seems it's like a letdown? <laughs> you know, you yeah. turn either the news on or yeah. you just you just feel like, man, just a letdown after letdown after letdown. Yeah. And that kind of, you know, that, that wears on you as, as a does. human emotionally and spiritually. How do you yeah. continue to carry on with hope when yeah. it seems like it's just, eh, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... This, this is another good one about mm-hmm. just rearranging our expectations and rearranging mm-hmm. what we put our hope in and, and yeah. th- maybe thinking a little bit differently mm-hmm. because uh, in the end, uh, well, let's, let's put it in a global perspective because yeah. I think that's important for us as Americans. Mm-hmm. I don't think we do that enough because mm-hmm. I think we need it more than ever as Americans. And so I'll answer the question in that light. Yeah. Um, we, what we think is hopeless <laughs> The rest of the world would say, gosh, I'd love that every day. <laughs> Holy yeah. mackerel. I would love the... F- you had three meals yesterday. Mm-hmm. Your fridge is full of food. Yeah. You have heat and you have a roof over your head. Mm-hmm. And you have two cars in the garage. And you got money in the bank. And um, mm-hmm. you know you still have a good job. That, mm-hmm. And how much do you make a year? You know, and we yeah. would say, man, life is hopeless right now. The rest of the world would say could I switch places with you? Yeah. (laughs) Cause you don't understand hopelessness at all. Mm -hmm. And so from, in some ways, I think that's an American perspective Mm -hmm. and we call those in our house, we call those first world problems. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. uh, That's a first world problem, not a third world problem. Yeah. But the problem is we're so first world thinking that Mm -hmm. we've lost sight of what hope really is. Mm. Like it's not hopeless that, um, the things that we're going through. And I think as Americans, uh, we have the ability as a nation to bounce back from anything. Mm -hmm. It's just part of who we are. Mm -hmm. It's part of where we're at economically. It's part of the, the goodness of the American culture. It's part of how we have the ability and the creativity and, um, everything from foundationally on up, uh, we have everything we need. And so there's, there's some things that are really important. I mean, I think of, you know, we did our food distribution this morning and we gave, we gave away some good food to all the people that came. And, uh, some cultures right now are, they don't have food. Mm-hmm. I mean, COVID's yeah. destroyed everything. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I, you know, second harvest has given away 50,000 pounds of food a week, mm-hmm. man, what a blessing that we have an abundance of food, especially in Washington. We actually happen to live in a state Mm -hmm. where we have a lot of agriculture. So we have a lot of surplus um, and it's been really helpful Mm -hmm. for people during COVID. But I think sometimes this, this is one of those questions too, that what really is a hopeless season? Mm. Yeah. Like how would we define that? How would we define a hopeless season? Mm -hmm. A hopeless season is one where, you know, I don't get to see my friends. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, somebody else around the world would define that as, um, we haven't had a good meal all week, mm-hmm. so it's kind of hopeless right now. And we don't have a job, and um, 
you know, the president mm-hmm. has <laughs> taken advantage of every single person and the dictator that we're following doesn't care that we're all starving to death. And they mm-hmm. would say, this is a hopeless situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and we, so sometimes I think we need to reevaluate what a hopeless season is and what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, I think there can be first world letdowns that we have too mm-hmm. that are like, okay, what is that going to drive me to trust God more or trust mm-hmm. God less? Am I going to get bitter or am I going to get better? Mm-hmm. What am I going to choose to do in the middle of that letdown? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's interesting. Um, yesterday during the, the family service, I thought it was interesting that Elsa asked a question, you know, what, what are you hoping for, mm-hmm. uh, in the next year or whatever to the kids? And almost all of them said, you know, things related to COVID, you know, I'd like COVID to be over. Mm-hmm. I'd like to not have to wear a mask. I want to go back to school. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see my friends, blah, 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 on and on. And so it does even in our kids right now, they're mm-hmm. like, they feel that way. I think mm-hmm. in many ways, I think they feel hopeless. Yeah. And, um, and so it's up to us as parents to really help them reevaluate mm-hmm. what, what hopelessness really is mm-hmm. and what does it look like and how can we, find hope mm-hmm. in the deepest and darkest moments of our yeah. life. And that always gets us back to trusting in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think to kind of stem off of that thought, um, seems like a lot of times, which is not a, not a bad thing. I think when we think of hope, it's in that personal way, you know, right. our personal yeah. lens of like, man, it's been a hard year for me or my family. Like, like you mm-hmm. said, like the kids, you know, I want COVID to be over. So I don't have to wear a mask or I can see my friends. There's that personal hope, which I think is good. Um, was there is there another way that like even scripture calls us to view hope, um, mm-hmm. or I think like a like a broader way, so it's not just about our situation as right. well. You know, well that's a great that's a great question because I think biblically, and this is why we call the candle that we lit the prophecy mm-hmm. candle mm-hmm. and the hope candle, mm-hmm. is because hope is more often than not a future term. So it's something I'm hoping in, in the future. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the New Testament, what, what we are primarily hoping in is in the relationship we will have with God in the future, like heaven, Mm -hmm. you know, eternal life, those things that we, that we see in the future. Mm -hmm. I think, um, at least as you, as you listen to how hope is described right now during the Christmas season on TV, in a song, mm-hmm. in a commercial, um, it's about something I want right now. Mm. I, I want, I want that gift. I want that present. I want that material thing. Mm-hmm. I want it right now. And that's what I hope in. And we all know that, okay, great. I got that iPhone 11, but mm-hmm. the iPhone 12 is coming out in July. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to want the 12. Mm-hmm. And so we, we end up with understanding hope in a very temporary way instead of a very eternal way. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that that is a shift that would be good for us as believers to start seeing our hope in the things that God will supply and that God will give that mm-hmm. will be eternal yeah. and that will last us forever yeah. instead of things that are very temporary. But we live in a culture yeah. that is very, uh, you know, uh, uh, our communication and what we're told is really the opposite of what scripture tells us. And so scripture really focuses on eternal things, not temporary mm-hmm. things. And our culture focuses on temporary things, not eternal yeah. things. So that yeah. can be challenging to mm-hmm. wrap our minds around yeah. what hope is. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was, I was reminded in your message yesterday when you mentioned uh, the the prophecy of, of Isaiah, mm-hmm. 700 years. 700 you know? years. And then there's that famous 400 years of silence, yeah. really, of no you know canonized prophet right. that was written out of just like, what's going on? <laughs> you yeah. know? So that's yeah. that's longer than our country's been around. Right. You know, like that's a long time oh, it's way longer. to not have any Even if you think direction. of when Columbus first got here. Yeah. We're still yeah. haven't even touched yeah. 700 years. Yeah. It's just, it's just <laughs> crazy. So I, I'm always reminded of that, like that thought of, yeah, yeah. they were, they were hoping for a Messiah. They were writing about yeah. it. Like we are walking in darkness, but there will soon be a light, you know, right. Just that beautiful word picture. 700 years yes. <laughs> of, of hoping time. for that, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure they had multiple things within those seven years. Well, they right. did of just like tragedy and all that stuff. Well, and in captivity. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Always exactly. being conquered by one nation or yeah. another and always hoping, having this mm-hmm. futuristic hope of a Messiah. Yeah. But yeah. like you said, they always had a eternal perspective yep. in it. Mm-hmm. Not always, obviously. Yeah, not always. Yeah. <laughs> we know that yeah. is true from the nation of Israel. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's, that's a good reminder. It's, it really seems like even in our conversation so far, the theme has been shifting our perspective yeah. from the temporal of what mm-hmm. our culture lives in to the eternal mm-hmm. and what scripture calls us to yeah. and really what God's perspective is when mm-hmm. it comes to life. You know. Yeah. And I think, um, gosh, one of the verses that I just keep coming back to over and over again in during this COVID season is, you know, Romans 12, two and three, mm-hmm. do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be mm-hmm. transformed mm-hmm. by the renewing of your mind so that you will know what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so true that yeah. is that, um, this is a season of rethinking mm-hmm. and letting my mind be changed, letting the philosophies of my life mm-hmm. be changed, transforming my thinking to think like God wants me mm-hmm. to think yeah. and to think uh, the way Jesus taught his disciples to think. Mm-hmm. And we can read those things in the gospels. And, um, and that's what helps me understand what God's will is for me right now. Mm-hmm. When I'm hopeless, that's when I can fall back on that good theology and that good thinking mm-hmm. that's, uh, that I've developed in my, in my mind and in yeah. my heart. And, um, and I think we need that. And this is a great opportunity mm-hmm. for us to even uh, work on that even more. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I want to go down to um, one of the verses that you shared in Romans 15. So you mm-hmm. just talked about Romans 12. Yeah. I'm going to pull it up here and read it from the NIV. Um, let me switch to the NIV. Romans 15, verse 13. And it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, so, so what does that mean to overflow with hope? And you talked a little bit about this in your message, um, but, they, but the verse kind of adds that thing with by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, so what does that look like for us as believers in our culture to overflow with hope with the power of the Holy Spirit? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I would have loved to have just preached on this verse all alone yeah. and <laughs> broke it down and, yeah. you know... Uh, and, and there's so many good things in this verse. First of all, just the idea that God is a God of hope. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason we're having Christmas is because we have a God who, who yeah. has hope. Yeah. Hope for us, hope for our relationship with mm-hmm. him, hope that every single person on the planet wants a relationship with him 
and, and just that hope is resident in him. Mm-hmm. And, um, he is the God of hope. He's also the God that provides us with hope. Mm-hmm. He is the one that is the supplier of hope, mm-hmm. at least real hope. I think what we call hope for temporary things probably isn't even a good, mm. it, it probably shouldn't yeah. even be called hope at all. We should, we should use a different term yeah. or a different idea. Yeah. Um, it's more like a sales pitch than right. it is hope. Yeah. Um, yeah. because what God really wants to give us is joy mm. and peace. Mm-hmm. And, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are eternal things. These are things that, I mean, joy. Mm-hmm. How much do we need joy right now? Mm-hmm. Holy mackerel, mm-hmm. do I need joy? Because 2020s, it's been horrible. Mm-hmm. It's stunk and it's been no fun. And I need joy right now. Well, God happens to have a supply of that yeah. that He wants to give me. And that's something I can put my hope in, right? So I boy, I need some peace in my life right now because I just wake up anxious. I just wake up worried. I just Mm -hmm. wake up frustrated. Um, and there's things that I can't do and it just makes me upset. I need peace. Well, here's what's interesting. Those things happen as we trust in him. Mm -hmm. It's all linked in our trust in him, focusing on him, putting my mind in set in him, you know, worshiping him with all my heart, trusting in him completely. Mm -hmm. And then we see that overflow and that overflow begins to happen as we're just walking in the power of the Holy spirit. So as the Holy spirit is resident in me and that joy and that peace, which is interesting, these are fruits of the Holy spirit, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So Paul says in Galatians five, that joy and peace are a fruit of the Holy spirit. As a result, in other words, as a result of living in the Spirit, I will be a joyful person. Mm -hmm. As a result of living in the Holy Spirit, I will be a peaceful person, Mm -hmm. not a worried, anxious, fretting person. Mm -hmm. These are things that come, that are a part of my life Mm -hmm. as I'm filled with the Holy Spirit and living in the Spirit Mm -hmm. and concentrating on the Spirit. And and then I also will overflow with hope. Mm -hmm. And that means that... um, at least for me, I think it means there's not really anything in this world that could, um, that could stump me or mm, make me, yeah. make me feel like today's a horrible day mm-hmm. or, and I know that we need to be careful here. Like that doesn't mean I can't have a bad day and then I'm, you know, a horrible mm-hmm. Christian cause I had a bad day. Right. That's not the point. But I think, um, that what the Holy Spirit really desires for us is that the hope of Christ is so strong in us that there really isn't anything on the planet Mm -hmm. that can get you down right? uh, for very long anyway. Um, I think of stories that we all like and enjoy in scripture, right? Mm -hmm. Paul and Silas get thrown in jail after they've been nearly beaten to death Mm -hmm. and they end up singing, singing hymns to the Lord Mm -hmm. while they're chained to a wall right? and the angels come in and rescue them and a whole family gets saved and the whole city starts like a Mm -hmm. revival because the overflow of hope by the power of the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. Yeah. I mean, we love stories like yeah. that. We, that's what we loved about the, you know, the the Thanksgiving part of our service. Yeah, totally. You know, we saw people that were overflowing with hope because they could just consistently all throughout the year have seen the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit take care of them, yep. move in their life, do cool things, mm-hmm. big things, and it's been great to see. And yeah. so uh, I think that this verse is really, really important Mm -hmm. and um, overflowing with hope really has a lot to do with attitude Mm -hmm. and actions. You know, Mm -hmm. what, what's my attitude like today? And uh, I think that's really hard during COVID, 
but something good for us to work mm-hmm. on. I mean, if we can figure it out now during the hard times, what will we look like during the good times? Right, right. You know, that's a good. Yeah, it's a good thought. Yeah, I just got one more question, but I want to mention one thing that you talked about in your message. I thought was so good is um, just recognizing those answered promises as well. Yeah, small and big ones. Mm-hmm. I think is mm-hmm. so key to that. Where you're That's saying, right. hey, that was the Lord in that, you know? Yeah. And then um, one of my friends uh, in our small group, they mentioned that throughout the year they have a, like a God box. Yep. And they put in those little answered prayers just yep. throughout that. And then on New Year's Eve, they open it up, they go through them, they go, oh, remember like in February, blah, 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 mm-hmm. you know? And it's just kind of those cool moments. And, we have yet to do that. <laughs> I'm always yeah. like, that's a great idea. Yeah, and we just have idea. never done it. Yeah. Um, but I'm always reminded of that. I like kind of like, like, like those monument stones, yep. essentially, like what the nation of Israel would do. And um, I think it's a good uh, reminder to recognize those answered promises as well. Yeah. Because they really help build the faith. And like you said, the service of thanks, you're hearing people talk yes. about those answered promises or talking about like, it's not answered yet, but I'm believing yeah. You know, and you're like, wow, that's that's hope overflowing. Yes, it um, is. And it's not in their power, it's in the Holy Spirit's power. Because right. there's some situations that you're like, man, that's, that's not a fun. Tough one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And really, it's only through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, the last question, because we're kind of getting low in our time, is you've been preaching about Christmas for a while, maybe yep. 20 ish years, maybe more, maybe less. I don't know. Um, in. Some could say, like, it's the same story, right? <laughs> You're just preaching about little baby Jesus, a little eight-pound baby Jesus yeah. <laughs> being wrapped up in some cloth. he wasn't eight, for Mary's sake. But. Yeah, maybe he was seven, five. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, uh, but, like, what, what is something that still is, like, fresh or, you know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, this is, again, like, quote-unquote, the same story that we're right. talking about when it comes yeah. to Christmas. but. How does it stay fresh, or what are some things right. that just always are just like oh, like just reawakening? Yeah, that that yeah. story, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a thought in my mind has just been um, going around is has to do with Advent, but I also think you know some stories transcend time. Mm-hmm. Some stories are so powerful and so real and so true that they are timeless. They literally are good every time you talk mm-hmm. about them and, and the gospel is that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why Christmas and Easter, even though you're talking about the same thing over and over again, they're timeless. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about Christmas and Easter for 2000 years. Yeah. And, um, and they are a timeless story because in every single generation, we need the hope of Christ mm-hmm. and we need the hope of his salvation because we're lost mm-hmm. and we need Jesus. We need his righteousness and we need his salvation and mm-hmm. all of us do. But one thing that I think has been a fresh thing for me this year is during the Advent season, we're celebrating um, Christ coming the first time mm-hmm. and that when Christ came the first time, he brought hope mm-hmm. and he brought joy and he brought peace and he brought love. And those were the things that Jesus brought that we can live in mm-hmm. today if we choose to, Mm -hmm. uh, many times we don't, but if we want to live in the fullness of the spirit, we can choose to live in those ways, Mm -hmm. not conform to the world, but live in Christ. And we can live, um, you know, full of these things, full of hope, full of joy, full Mm -hmm. of love and full of peace. Um, what I think is interesting is those four things will also be true when Christ comes back a second time. Mm -hmm. 
But the second time he comes back, they will be so real and they yeah. will be global. It will be understandable to every single person on the planet that um, the one who brings us these things, real hope uh, and unconditional love, joy unspeakable and peace that surpasses our understanding is Jesus. Mm -hmm. He's the only one who brings it and he's the only one who can. And when he comes back a second time, that will be that literal moment where uh, he parts the clouds and comes back to earth Mm -hmm. in this triumphal moment. It will remind us all, every Mm -hmm. single one of us, that he is the King of Kings and he is the Lord of Lords Mm -hmm. and that he, he came to earth the first time died on the cross and rose again mm-hmm. so that we could have these things and, um, and that they are exactly what the human soul needs yeah. and what the spirit of each human needs and forever. And so, uh, I think that's been uh, a new thing for me. That's mm-hmm. just been, Hey, that's been rattling through my brain yeah, and causing me to think in a fresh perspective mm-hmm. about, um, just the excitement and the hope of mm-hmm. Christ coming back yeah. and just, starting his earthly kingdom and really getting us to a place where we're understanding in a, in a more literal way, what's right and what's wrong Mm -hmm. and being able to live in that, in that goodness of God. That's good. Very good. Well, cool. Well, I got two quick fire questions for you. Okay, Quick fire. (laughs) Are you and Kate going to watch the Hallmark movie channel marathon at all this Christmas? Uh, probably. Yes. <laughs> all Kate, 37 Kate or whatever. Not, not all of them, <laughs> but, uh, Kate does like them. And I will admit that I sometimes like them. Yeah. Uh, if it's, if, if we get, I, I know they're B movies, but there's a big difference on the Hallmark movies. There are some B actors <laughs> and there are some F actors. <laughs> and if you get the halfway decent B actors and a pretty good plot line, I know they're almost all the same <laughs> plot line, but, um, you know, it can be a fun little, Hey, it's snowing outside. Let's grab some hot cocoa yeah. and tea and sit and hold hands on the couch and watch this homework <laughs> movie. So, I, but most of the time what happens is I just wait for Kate to fall asleep and then I turn on a football game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was some random funny, like uh, tweet that I saw where this guy said, I'm not afraid of a lot of things in life. What I'm afraid of is the small town guy who owns a Christmas tree lot, who's a single dad. <laughs> that's what I'm afraid of. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna steal my family. Because yes. <laughs> that's basically like... That's a Hallmark movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. the one guy who's just rugged good looks. Yeah. And he's yeah. rough on the edges. Yeah. You know? He looks really good in a flannel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's always ironed for yes, some reason. It's always ironed. And he wears yeah. makeup. That's weird. <laughs> I thought he was a Christmas tree farmer. Yeah. Um, and then the, the next question is, so in, on the movie thing, is there like a Christmas movie that you're like, oh, we watch this every year? Yeah. Um, that's just kind of a fun one that yep. you guys just totally enjoy. Yeah. A couple, but our big one is Scrooge. Mm. Um, and it's uh, it's an older one. It's with Albert Finney. Mm-hmm. And we love that one. It's actually a musical. Mm. So it's the musical version mm-hmm. of Scrooge. Uh, it's one that we watch a lot um, when... We are just hanging out as a family, mm-hmm. you know, that, that one. And then the Charlie Brown Christmas is a mm-hmm. big one yeah. and Miracle on 34th Street. But Scrooge, we seem to like a lot. It's got cool songs in it. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you very much. We love that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, just just is a great story and we like it. And it's kind of a redemptive story in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a guy totally. who 
has lived his life just being a jerk mm-hmm. and switches his life and says, Hey, mm-hmm. I need to start doing what's right. And, and starts mm-hmm. changing his life and being a blessing to everyone around him. And mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of the gospel in a nutshell. Yeah. We've all, we, you know, we've mm-hmm. all had moments of life where we just live as a jerk and yeah. uh, Jesus turns us around yeah. and he helps us learn what it means to live like we should. Yeah. So very cool. Very cool. Well, sweet. Well, that's this week's episode. And um, again, we're going to kind of do some things throughout the next couple of weeks. We might have some other guests on and talk about some other stuff, cool. not just from our Sunday messages. Um, so yeah, it'll be exciting to kind of just um, have some fun during this Advent yeah. season with the podcast and even what we're doing with the main church and the journals and yeah. lighting all our that candles. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And just really getting to the more, I guess, tradition of yeah. of the season, which is yeah. really fun and kind of almost relieving mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. You know what? Just as we close here, mm-hmm. uh, I just want to encourage everyone really quick. Uh, I think at least for me as a, I'll just mm-hmm. put this in the mind of a parent for a minute. I know as a parent, I was always looking for opportunities to say, Hey, how can I make Christmas more about Jesus mm-hmm. than about gifts and mm-hmm. all the other stuff that's kind of getting marketed at my family yeah. right now. And I think Advent is a great opportunity mm-hmm. for, for parents. Yeah. So if you're a parent out there, I want you to know what we're doing with Advent is trying to provide you with a way to mm-hmm. disciple your kids and to make Christmas about Jesus. Yeah. And uh, I mean, even every if you choose every day to light the candle of hope and then every day to light the candle of love and joy mm-hmm. and peace, what a great opportunity to talk about, to have a intentional time with your family mm-hmm. every single day to talk about Jesus. Mm-hmm. So um, this is really for you and to help mm-hmm. to help all of us really focus on Christ during yeah. Christmas because it's so easy in our culture to get off of Jesus and mm-hmm. onto something else. Yeah. And so um, that that's our hope. That's yeah. our heart. And uh, we hope that you use it to really yeah. focus on Christ. That's good. Good. Well, do you want to sign off for us? I'll sign off. All right, everybody. Remember, Jesus loves you very much. And uh, have a great week. And Kate and I love you, too. (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) All right. We'll see you guys later. Yeah.